We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Dan who drives a tractor. I'm Charlie and I've won X Factor. You bastard. <laughs> I won X Factor. I was already for X Factor. No, you weren't. <laughs> but anyway, you're listening to Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 24 Agriculture. So before we start, I hope you all enjoyed our Sherlock Holmes-based musical on the last podcast. It was a little bit of a change and shitloads of work, but we had a lot of fun. How did you guys enjoy it? I mean, I loved it, Dan. Working with uh, such great actors just oh, made stop. it so easy. Oh, you, you know, um, it's it's just a pleasure to write for people like that. You know, the tunes write themselves. Are we actors now, then? Yeah, I think. I think. We are now. I think uh, maybe we could get an Oscar for that. But it was nice to work with such a such a large pool of talent this time round. I mean, it's been rare that we worked with such a high caliber set of artists as ourselves. <laughs> there was one other person as well. We should say a big thanks to Matt Downton for coming and doing some of the extra roles, uh, including Professor Twinson on there. He's a proper actual actor who does like actual acting and gets paid for it. Imagine that. I know that was literally a pleasure. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> It is about 17 steps above us on the uh, professional conduct and acting skill ladder. So thank you very much to him for lowering himself to work with us. <laughs> he was a true professional throughout there, wasn't he? He was a trooper. <laughs> so are we going to take it out on the road? I think we should. I've had some interest from Lloyd Webber. Have you? He's saying it could be the biggest thing since Cats. Really? Imagine that. Imagine Cats, but a bit bigger. <laughs> big cats like leopards and lions yeah like a leopard maybe a panther okay that's what lloyd webber's talking at the moment he said he said look guys i like the musical but there's not enough cats in it <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to write in a few more parts everything he does has to have cats in it so if you're one of our feline listeners do get in touch and you might have a part in the west end show <laughs> but something i said to andrew i said Look, I'm not dressing Winston up in a Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> if you can imagine that conversation. You must have had quite a conversation. Did he get in touch with you or did you get in touch with him? You know, if he needs to contact you, he will. How did he get your number? Lloyd Webber knows the whole of the phone book. <laughs> he's he's memorised the phone book. <laughs> That's right. A little known fact about Lloyd Webber. He's like, (laughs) hey, are you uh, Anthony Davis? Yeah, page 304. I know you. That's just one of his things. It didn't take off, though. The musicals took off. But his musical about the phone directory didn't take off. (laughs) Yeah. It was too predictable. You knew I was going to end. One, four, seven, one, <laughs> nine, nine, nine. I hope the ambulance gets there on time. Come on. Rich, you've just sung two numbers which aren't in the phone book. I know. Oh, one, six, one, Manchester dialing code. <laughs>
It's a bit like how on um, those old, like, you know, CITV and uh, those old kind of shows where they would sing the phone number. Yeah. What was the number? I don't actually know what you're talking about. It's a good way of remembering numbers, though. Um, yeah. That's how Lloyd Webber ever remembers any number. He makes it into a musical. That's how he remembers anything. He writes a fully-fledged musical about it. Uh, he, re- he sings them all to the Phantom of the Opera. Andrew, would you like some tea? Yes, please. How many sugars? Um, 13. 13, please. <laughs> he has 13 sugars. <laughs> I was going to say two, but that's not much of a song, is well, it? And 13 is much more of a song than two. Um, anyway, we should probably talk about the farm. Oh, yeah, we're doing agriculture, aren't we? Let's get back to the topic. <laughs> well, the Sherlock Holmes musical soundtrack CD will be available soon on our website with loads of extra bits. We're doing things like uh, director's commentary, all sorts of extra little bits from the recordings, all exciting things. It'll be amazing. And that will be available on our website soon on a kind of Radiohead-style pay-what-you-want download thing with amazing artwork and the whole thing's going to be great. Because we're exactly like Radiohead, I think, in a lot of ways. We're heading that way as being uh, genre leaders, aren't we? Yeah. We took the podcast and we turned it on its head (laughs) and then we put it back the right way up again. Uh, (laughs) Imagine that. And then we tried to charge you some money. (laughs) And then we did a musical. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Dan said something funny, Charlie laughed and so did Rich. Have you guys ever wanted to live and work on a farm? I have done. What? No, I'm lying. <laughs> but I've been on a, I've been to a farm and I've ridden in a combine harvester. When did that happen? That is quality. The, uh, the local farmer was going past and I was like, hey, can I have a ride in your combine harvester? And he went, yeah, it's brand new. Hop on in. I'm going to drive it through that haystack. <laughs> this is ringing alarm bells. The local <laughs> farmer. What's he trying to do? He's trying to recruit you. To what? Be a farmer? <laughs> That's how farmers recruit you. They just <laughs> they drive can. by in an, attract- in an attractive-looking combine <laughs> and pick up young boys. Well, it's got, like, flames down the side. <laughs> Pull up next to you uh, at, like, a traffic light. <laughs> no, you know what? They, they use that for drive-bys, and they swing out the arm that sucks all the grain up, and they just kind of they suck up, like, all the... Like, any contents of handbags and stuff out, like, convertibles or sunroofs. They just kind of stop it over the top and just suck it. Okay, that's good, though. So you've driven in a combine harvester. Did you get to harvest anything? What did I harvest? I harvested a field of corn. Really? A field? Well, field. like a strip. A strip. What? That's not... <laughs> it was a field containing corn, and I did a strip. Did he reward you? It was, it was the joy of getting to ride in the combine harvester, Rich. There was no... Ah, that was the present. What about you, Rich? Have you been on a farm? Have you farmed? Are you farming? I've not actually really done any farm work, but I did have a relative who ran a dairy farm. Really? I had a go in the tractor, but I think when I... I say I had a go, I just sat in it while the it was stationary. <laughs> Doesn't really count. I also had a ride on his horse. Oh, cool. So hang on. He had a horse and a tractor. What? How does that help in getting milk? The horse was just like, he's got daughters, so the horse looks <laughs> after them. <laughs> uh, his horse. <laughs> it's like a babysitter. Yeah, it's like a crash. <laughs> And uh, now he's moved to New Zealand to be a sheep farmer. Really? Yeah, he lives in New Zealand. Does he know that we've got sheep here? Yeah, 
He did. He did <laughs> think. Right. He, yeah, it's not like just no one told him. Okay. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? It would I'm be gonna really annoying. I'm going to relocate my whole family to New Zealand due to the lack <laughs> of sheep in England. No. no, they love it out there. But um, yeah, there's quite a lot of farmers in the family. But um, I'm around a lot of countryside. Obviously, I live out in the sticks. Yeah. So it's quite a common occurrence where I come from to be trapped behind a slow-moving tractor. Carrying hay. Mm, I think wherever you go in the UK, if you're in a kind of countryside area, you that will often happen. I know. You. It's really annoying. And I think that is particular to the UK, isn't it? Does, does that happen elsewhere, I wonder, in the world? Surely tractors drive on the road in the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, maybe like in New Zealand, they fly between the fields. Oh, yeah, that could be it. That'd be great, That'd a be flying good. tractor. That sounds like a children's story. Yeah, it's like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but more rural. That, that could work. I'll pitch that to Weber. Yeah, 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 get him to write some songs. Dear Weber. Because <laughs> not very. I have a great <laughs> Call idea. Call him Mr. Weber. Come on. No, Weber talks in street talk. Can I have a gigabyte of your sandwich? I've loaded to my stomach, if you please. Have you guys ever been to a farm park? What, these inner city farm parks? No, farm park. I used to go to them quite often when I was younger. Maybe this is the sort of thing which I did and no one else ever did. But it's basically, it's in the countryside and it's a farm and you can go in it. <laughs> that's that's it. Is it like where you get to pet the animals? And yeah, stuff, yeah, exactly. I yeah, the sort of thing. You catch diseases and stuff. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, you don't go for that. <laughs> Come for the animals, stay for the diseases. <laughs> diseases. <laughs> that's the tagline. <laughs> yeah, they're good though, aren't they? It's like a kind of theme park, but not a theme park. You just just at the farm, but you can just go oh, in you, it. You, you say that, but the one I used to go to, they had one of the barns. They'd convert into these two giant slides. Wicked! And uh, you basically it was like a big linoleum slide and you got a little mat and you just slid down these and you could just go on them however long you wanted. I used to go to one where they had the old disused barn but it was just full of hay bales and that was just oh. as fun. Just jumping around on hay bales. It's really dangerous but fun. I just get in the fields and do it for real, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't need any of this corporate bullshit. Yeah, I just get in there and get it, be at one with the sheep. Okay. I've been to now like farm shops near us. They have like a little petting area for the children. Oh, that's cool. So they can go and uh, stroke a goat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's thing. Have you ever been to places where they let you have food for the goats? Oh, yeah, I love those because that's, that's kind of farm parkish. Yeah, but the thing is, have you ever been near a goat with one of those? Well, they just go crazy, don't they? They, they will. Goats, goats, you, can't, you can't go, here, goat, have like a small handful of food. The goat goes, uh. That looks like quite a tasty bag of food. I'm going to have the whole thing. I'm going to eat it out of your hand and there's literally nothing you can do about it. So you put the food on the palm of your hand and you have to keep your hand completely flat otherwise they'll eat your fingers off. But then they eat the food with their like rough tongues and lick the palm of your hands. It's cool. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> that's, that's a little insight into the world of campaign there, isn't it? I like the uh, the rough feel of a goat's tongue on my, ha- on my palm. <laughs> it's, it's, but, you know, there's something to it. Come on. Anyone who doesn't get a slight uh, frisson <laughs> when uh, being... <laughs> it's like a horse as well. Have you ever... To put it into, into words of the layman, you're saying you get a semi from a goat licking you. No, it's not... It's, it's, it's not a sexual thrill. I'm a layman. 
and I can relate. <laughs> it's not a sexual thrill. It's just a sense something. Have you ever fed a horse? Yes. Same thing. It's got big... Horses have massive lips. <laughs> yeah, I know. They <laughs> do. Massive lips and big teeth. This podcast was always going to descend into bestiality at some point, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. We're skirting nicely around the issue. Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. We come to the conclusion that we, we, we give the, the Flat 29 thumbs up to farm parks because they are fun. <laughs> but how would you make them a bit more like theme parks? Because I think that they could be more exciting still. When you walk in, you get given a animal companion who you have to go on all the rides with. So like you do the Big Dipper with a goat, um, the log flumes with a cow or something like that. And then that. after you finish know. them, they all lick your hand at the end. And after each ride, you have to write a 3,000 word essay what? on how much how much your partner enjoyed the ride. <laughs> Why? It's audit purposes, mainly. Audit. <laughs> <laughs> and what, so the theme park actually uses the essay in, uh, in yeah. their accounts? In its tax return, yeah. yeah, you have to do the maths. <laughs> Yeah. To, to justify certain expenditures, here's a uh, here's a three thousand word essay written by a cat handed child about goats. Yeah, well, you want to read the Gates essay? <laughs> <laughs> it's illegible. It's partly chewed on the edges where it got hungry halfway through. So <laughs> hoof marks on it, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just imagining a. Um, <laughs> A red admin officer pulling his hair out because the gates <laughs> eat all of their essays. <laughs> never get a goat to do your paperwork. No, never. That's the thing about gates are all online now. <laughs> <laughs> they refuse to do paperwork. <laughs> because there was just too many bad experiences, so they do everything digitally. They've all got iPads. <laughs> when they need something with more RAM. Love it. It's time for another flat 29 hit. A comedy song, and then we'll talk for a bit. Damn girl, you're looking flat 25. But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes. Flat 20 Rhymes is the section where, in each chapter, we do a brand new song about the topic. This week, Rich and Charlie have worked on a song together. What's it all about? Well, the song's called A Warm Country Welcome. And basically, it's uh, the story of a, a city gent who has a, a little trip out to the country to enjoy some fresh air and you know, see the sights of the rolling hills and dales of the wonderful English countryside and uh, what he thinks is a nice and genteel day out is in fact a farmer's worst nightmare as he stamps merrily on all the crops and leaves gates open and lets livestock out and generally does all the things that, you know, avoids the country code. So this is A Warm Country Welcome. Stereo, but Matt Monroe's born free Looking for some solids from the busy urban sprawl I stopped off for a picnic, Mr. Kipling, cakes and all Walked along a country lane, but broken wood it fell Watched some local wildlife, a thrush killing a snail Strolled across some fields, flew with the birds and bees Until I met a local yokel, and this is what he said to me 
so Get off my land, we don't want your sword right here Get off my land Sir, I don't know what I've done Get off my land, we don't want your sword Grow. Got cows in for milk and line them up all in a row Then I drove my tractor with the plough just stitched behind But I spied out a problem, a city gent with no mind There he was a brick in the countryside code He dropped bits of litter, he left gates open next to the road So I loaded my shotgun and chased him like a fox Fired the barrels at him and it gave him a shot Here, that'd give you a shot, didn't it, car? Get off my land! I said excuse me, sir So do you think you've got what it takes to be a farmer? Have you got the skills to till the field? I think I could be a farmer. I think uh, I'd like to be a farmer. Would you? let's give it a go. (laughs) Well, I am going to now interview both of you for the job of farmer. Wow. (laughs) I feel that I'm qualified to do this. And if you pass the interview, one of you is going to pass the interview and then you are going to be appointed a real-life actual farmer. How do you feel about that? That sounds like quite an accolade. I'm excited. Feels a bit like the X Factor, but it's like the crop factor or something. Yeah, it's the tractor factor. (laughs) The tractor factor. (laughs) Well, let's find out if our two lucky contestants, Charlie and Rich, have got the tractor factor. This feels a bit like blind dates so far. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? That's another My first question to farmer number (laughs) 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 All right, well, it's also a bit like that. It's like a cross between X Factor and Blind Date. Uh, My first question is to Farmer One, which is Charlie. Charlie, do you think you could get up really early and feed all the piglets and all the sheeplets and all the cowlets? Could you do that? Well, Dan, I, I really am motivated by the sunrise. I mean, there's nothing like seeing a beautiful sunrise come up slowly over the horizon whilst gazing, you know, at uh, a, a whole host of, of piglets. What's the collective noun for piglets? Anybody know? Piglet. Piglet. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, gazing at some sort of the host of collective noun for piglets suckling at a, a really fat pig's teat whilst uh, the sunlight, sunlight, you know, bounces off the side of a big concrete barn as I, I gaze down in wonder at nature taking its course. And really, that's my motivation for life, Dan. So I feel, you know, I'm ready to get up early and see such, you know, wonders of nature and, and the majesty of, of the farming world. Wow, what a beautifully poetic answer. Rich, what about you? Apart from the big stumble in the middle, I hope you're <laughs> getting that down, Simon Trowell. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the farming-related judge. <laughs> in response to your question, Dan... Um, it's a well-known phrase that it ain't no harmer to get up early like a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
That is a good phrase to live your life by. What I'm going to do, this is how committed I am to this job. I am going to sleep under the arse of a cow <laughs> so that I'm regularly woken by pats to the face. Why the arse? Pats to the face, did you not hear? You could sleep under any bit of the cow. Maybe then it could wee on me to clean it off. <laughs> That is grim. Okay, well, that's that's promising, to be honest, I have to say. He's not afraid to get down and dirty with the animals, is he? <laughs> All right. Well, my next question, we'll go for farmer number two. What would you do if there is a low rainfall next summer? <laughs> you really don't want to know what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's kind of the point of the game. Come on. <laughs> you can't say that in a job interview. <laughs> so why do you want to work for this company? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> High five. That's like going on next question and going, oh no, you don't want to hear me sing. Come on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to drink a lot, a lot, a lot of cider. Okay, I do. I thought this was going in this direction. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it was going in that direction, but I want to see how it's going to get there. Go on then. And then much like in previous episode... I'm going to attach some kind of high-powered piss haze <laughs> to my penis so that I can water my land on a grand scale, <laughs> albeit a rather yellow one. Right, well, I'm not going to eat anything from your farm. Well, what about you, farmer number one? What are you going to do in this low rainfall summer? Well, seeing as I have purchased Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, I would have to use the contacts page in the back and get in touch with the Flat 29 science officer, Pete, and he could, in fact, advise me on the best way to uh, get more rainfall from uh, seeding clouds through to, uh, yeah, the high-powered piss hose tactic, which is a last resort if really everyone's going to die from food shortage. I think that's a good distinction because Rich used it as the first resort. <laughs> Rich went straight to there. I'm No, that last possible resort. And even then, I'm slightly reticent about doing it. I think it would be filtered before it went anywhere near people. Farmer number one, how would you nurture a cow that had been rejected by its mother? I'd give it a hug. Aww. And then... I'd wank it off. <laughs> Oh, how adorable. It's a baby cow. That is sick. You can't really do that, though, can you? In this day and age, it's political correctness gone mad. You can't even I'm... wank off a calf. <laughs> Literally, you can't do it, can you? Oh, you're talking more from a physiological sense. It is, yeah. it is, it is literally impossible. You're probably right. But it is PC gone mad. Okay, well, that's disturbing. Uh, next question is for Farmer 2. What are your weaknesses? My problem is that I farm too much. <laughs> Sometimes my farmer wife has to farmer stop me. <laughs> Sometimes I farm too hard. That's my Gosh. problem. Gosh. <laughs> well, what about you, Farmer One? What are your weaknesses? Well, I think my my main weakness is that I'm I'm such a fan of the age-old pursuit of keeping city folk off my land uh, that I have quite an uh, array of uh, weaponry in my house, and therefore, really, I, I'll spend a lot of time telling people to be uh, welcome to the gun show. So, so, so your weakness is you're a trigger-happy maniac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a really good thing to say in a job interview. <laughs> Okay, well, my final question then, Farmer One. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Farming. 
<laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Solid answer. Wow, this is uh, going to be an interesting one then for Farmer 2. Farmer 2, where do you see yourself in five years' time? I see myself farming in space. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He's got his eye on the future. NASA will uh, open a special farming range of their company <laughs> space farmers and you'll get um like checked uh spacesuits yeah basically it'll be exactly the same as normal astronauts but with a farmery twist in there to the okay. training gotcha so it'll be like spin you around in a washing machine and then you have to identify <laughs> the difference between different species of cow whilst, <laughs> as soon as you get out of the washing machine yeah. <laughs> You're really disorientated. Whoa! And then you just, they just thrust two cows in front of your faces. You get, you're like, oh, Frisian. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> get out. You're fired from being... You'll never be a space farmer. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that, I think I'm going to have to employ you both because, Charlie, you can be our um, land farmer. Rich, you can be the space farmer and you'll be in direct competition. I think I've got the edge. <laughs> I think I've got the edge. Well, we'll see how this we pans out. We shall see. <laughs> Let's see who's been getting in touch with us since the last time we did letters on our podcast, which was a little while ago because of musicals and things getting in the way. And the main thing that we have been receiving is job application forms because we've been recruiting on the Flat 29 website. You might remember from the orchestra chapter that we were setting up our flatsintonine.com slash vacancies page where we had lots of people messaging us in for um, jobs and we are happy to appoint the following people in the following roles. Listener Simon has been appointed Deputy Head of Keeping It Real. He said... You should hire me because, to be honest, I'm not going to do that much because I'll be too busy keeping it real. Or not. Whatever, man. Chill out, yeah? That is exactly the kind of attitude I expect from the deputy head of keeping it real. Listener Nick has been appointed as the disposable lighter repairman. He said... I should be hired because I once saw David Guest in a train station outside WH Smith's. (laughs) My skills include being quite tall. And I touched a (laughs) cougar once. Not like that. (laughs) My skills might not be able to pay the bills, but they may cause more bills for others to pay. (laughs) That is a convincing (laughs) argument, Nick. You are appointed for our many broken disposable lighters. Listener Zoe has been appointed the lemming coordinator. She said, Lemmings in the fridge again. Don't worry, I have dealt with this problem before. I am highly skilled in dealing with lemmings and their high-maintenance suicidal tendencies. I received the first from Lemington Spy University <laughs> in lemming management. No longer will you be surrounded by a mass of the umbrella-less dead. <laughs> that is my favourite sentence, that particular last one there. I like that. Now, listener Montague Hugh has been appointed... Or is it that, Hugh Montague? Uh, he's listed it as Montague Hugh. I think he's trying to be formal and put it in as a surname. <laughs> Either way, it's a funny name. And he's been appointed our Harmony Dictator. He said, The world is a mess. From the Middle East to Middlesex, people are fighting and arguing and stealing stuff from shops. Quite simply, I would use my position to bring worldwide harmony through the use of worldwide harmony. Do you understand? I would unify the human race in a sensationally tight six billion part harmony. 
the magnitude and complexity of this task will make the emotional and physical outfall of war seem kind of unimportant. Excellent, I love it. I like it. I, I want to hear a six billion part harmony. I can just imagine Israel and Palestine just put, putting down their guns to do some sort and of... And picking up a microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. Listener Rob has been appointed our sexual discrepancy manager. He said, Because in the orchestra, I play the field. Hells yeah! You're in, Rob. <laughs> That's my favourite application. It's brilliant. I get the feeling <laughs> that with you involved, there's going to be a lot of sexual discrepancies. It's going to be lawsuit-tastic, isn't it? <laughs> Listener David has been appointed our symbol sharpener. He said, If there is anything the first episode of Buffy has taught us, it's that symbols should always be kept sharp in case of vampires attack. Wait, was it Buffy? It could have been Blade. But why would Blade be anywhere near a drum kit? He's not like Jackie Chan who improvises with conveniently available ladders. Oh man, there was a film of his on the other day. It had him fighting on stilts. Brilliant. You should hire me because I always keep focus on the point at hand. <laughs> I will hire anyone who uses in their application form the phrase, oh man. <laughs> I just think that works really well. <laughs> Uh, listener Michael has been appointed our deputy supervisor supervisor he said I'm pretty damn good at sitting on my ass criticising people I can eat a Jaffa cake in approximately four seconds unfortunately I refuse to work holidays I'll turn up at work as usual but I won't actually work <laughs> this includes Klingon holidays my parents insist I get a job so please give me one so I can claim I've actually put the effort in well your parents will be very happy because you're hired I like your attitude um, and we have a diverse staff including Klingons and finally, <laughs> listener Luke has been appointed as the first human beatboxist in the Flat 29 Orchestra, who said, I spent 1987 to present listening to every cassette ever released by the Fat Boys on a continuous loop. <laughs> Learning the precise syncopative bilabial rhythm methods of Darren Robinson, aka Buff Love, the original human beatbox. Every month, I have my lips rotated, whether I need it to or not. I also have a swinging bachelor's degree in Vibology from the Paula Abdul School for the Incomprehensible. <laughs> and he listed his national insurance number as one, two, three, and other four, which I enjoyed as well. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. I wish for I had a swinging bachelor's degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you work hard, maybe you will. So thank you very much for all those application forms. If you want to apply to be in the uh, Flat 29 staff, then get on down to flat29.com slash vacancies. We really enjoyed getting those in. I would say that Flat 29 listeners are funnier than listeners to any other podcast. Do you think that's a controversial statement? Are they funnier than us, Dan? Uh, the thing is, Charlie, if we admit that, then we'll have to stop. <laughs> so they probably are, but we're not allowed to say... Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you run a podcast and you think your listeners are funnier, then bring it, all right? We'll smack you bring down, motherfucker. We'll bring our orchestra. Bring our orchestra. <laughs> just thought we'd be good to end this section needlessly aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> Send us an email. Podcast at flat29.com. Send us an email. Podcast at flat29.com Send us an email Podcast at flat29.com Send us an email
podcast.flat29.com Finally, could you pack it all in and live off the land? Haven't we been discussing this since kind of DIY or something when we said, oh, can we go and build a shelter and live off the land? Yeah. It's a continuation of this, and didn't we establish that, no, we couldn't, we were just good at telling other people to, what to do, so they could live off the land. But I think now that we've, we've, we've become more experienced since then, Charlie, since the start of this podcast, we've gone on a journey. I feel like I've grown as a farmer. <laughs> Is this what it's like to be a farmer? It could be, Dan, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> you can only really tell when you feel it for yourself. <laughs> You can never describe the feeling of being a farmer. You've got to live it. Yeah, the thing about being a farmer is you've got to nurture your livestock and then at the flick of a switch, <laughs> batter them to death. <laughs> it's that sort of, um, you know, that's the mentality you need. If you get too attached to a cow, you'll get dragged along the map. It's true, isn't it? You've got to be able to take a bolt gun to your faithful companion's head. So, so like in Babe, where he's going to kill Babe, but then he doesn't, you think he should. You think at that point he, he should just kill Babe. If that was real life, that would be a terrible farmer. I mean, that could have been, you know... Do you think that the film would have been as popular as it is if that was the end of the film at that point? It would point? have been a lot shorter. There was no sheepdog scenes. We wouldn't, no, I'll tell you what, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have had to sit through Babe 2, Pig in the City. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been shaved in like art house theatres sort of thing yeah, in yeah, black yeah, and yeah. white <laughs> true, what and you get there to be a whole scene where Babe's just there pleading not to be killed by the farmer it'll be all in all in French and it'll be called <laughs> Bebe or something like that but I like the idea that up to that point it's still really light hearted and jolly <laughs> and, but and then, then suddenly bang bang and the, the, cr- the credits roll I'd like to end this podcast with a final thought Life is like a giant farm. (laughs) There are peaks and troughs. Troughs for the pigs. And peaks for the mountains. But ultimately... Shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) Shit happens. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) But ultimately, shit happens and you've got to clean it up because you're a farmer now. (laughs) (laughs) That that is true. (laughs) And for all the glitz and glamour... There's still a point in the day in which you've got to clean up someone's shit. And doesn't that apply to all of us? Aren't we all cleaning up shit? Farming is like riding a bike. Sure, you've got stabilizers at first, but at some point you need to take those stabilizers off and shoot a cow at point-blank range in the head. <laughs> what are the stabilizers in that analogy? I <laughs> name your moral compass. Don't question it, Dan. It falls apart. Don't make it fall apart. Oh, okay. You've got to throw away your values. So that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything chapter on agriculture. Remember, you can send us emails and stuff to podcast at flat29.com. We love getting your emails. It is fun. And what we'd like you to do for this week is have a think about some topics that you would like us to cover on the Big Book of Everything. We've had a few people write in and tell us topics they think that we should do. And so what we'd like to do for next week is get everyone who has an idea for a topic, send it us in to podcast.flat29 or on Twitter at flat29. And the ideas we get through the most, the most frequent entries, we will do. We will do the next podcast as a listener 
request chapter. So think of a topic which comes under the remit of everything, send us that in, and we will do a special listener request for the next chapter in two weeks' time. So we will see you then. Bye! Bye. It's 29's big book of everything, another topic down, a millions to go. Covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Um, I'm going to create a genetic mutation of uh, octopus and monkey Okay, octomonkey Yeah, octomonkey or monkey puss. Or a monkey puss. Is it going to live on land? It's, it's going to be amphibious. It's going to be able to spend long times underwater, but on, on the main part, it's a, it's a land-dwelling mammal. Okay. Oh, right. I see. So it's like a hovercraft. What? <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, it's not like a hovercraft at all. It's basically like a monkey with lots of arms that can squeeze into really tight spaces. That's and- quality. So it swims along and then it jumps out onto a tree. And starts yeah. going on the branches. That's amazing. It, it's an all-terrain creature. I like, it is like a hovercraft. <laughs> I think um, it is a little bit like a hovercraft. But... <laughs> <laughs> we just need to acknowledge that so you can get out of the system. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. Thanks for giving me that one. <laughs>